Welcome to Come Follow Me Mental Health Insights with Dr. David Morgan. Each week we'll review a concept from the Come Follow Me lesson and talk about applications to improve our mental and emotional health. Hi, welcome to episode eight of season three. This week we are studying Second uh, Nephi chapters six through ten. And this is our first real introduction to the prophet Jacob, who was the younger brother of Nephi. We hear about Jacob's birth earlier, and we hear a little bit about how his trip across the ocean was uh, particularly difficult for him at times. Uh, we also get a little bit of insight into his life when Lehi talks to Jacob in Second Nephi chapter 2, but this is the first time that we hear from Jacob directly. Uh, we'll talk about him in greater depth in about a month when we study the book of Jacob, but one thing to recognize now is that Jacob was an anxious person. There seem to be a number of reasons for this, but if you struggle with chronic anxiety, you should know that Jacob probably did as well. And for me, his writings have that much more meaning and authenticity, knowing about the personal challenges that he faced. We read about his anxiety starting in 2 Nephi chapter 6, verse 3, which reads, Nevertheless, I speak unto you again, for I am desirous for the welfare of your souls. Yea, mine anxiety is great for you, and ye yourselves know that it ever has been. For I have exhorted you with all diligence, and I have taught you the words of my Father, and I have spoken unto you concerning all things which are written from the creation of the world. I think there is wisdom in this scripture, not just how to deal with anxiety, but how to deal with any other mental health challenge or any other challenge for that matter. Jacob begins by describing his emotional condition. He says he has great anxiety and that he has always felt that way. Many people find themselves in a similar situation. And as I've worked with thousands of clients who suffer from anxiety, this is usually the beginning point. They acknowledge that they have an emotional condition, in this case, anxiety, that can be overwhelming to them at times. At that point, uh, everyone in that situation faces a fork in the road. And in my mind, I can see two signposts at this fork. One signpost says, there's nothing that you can do about your anxiety, head this direction. The other sign says, there are things you can do to improve, head in this other direction. And I've met many people that are on both sides of that equation, many people who have gone on both sides of that path. Some people tell me, I have anxiety, I'm always going to have anxiety, there's nothing I can do about my anxiety, therefore I will forever be limited in certain things. Other people tell me, I have anxiety, but I can learn to manage my anxiety so that it is less than it is today, and I can learn to do things that today seem very difficult for me to do. Jacob clearly took that second approach. If we go back to verse 6, we read how he described his anxiety, then he said what he was going to do about it. He said that even though he was anxious, he had followed the commandments of his father and his older brother. Jacob was probably speaking to very large groups in these chapters. Um, as you read it, he says that this is kind of a transcript of a live um, address that he gave. And typically speaking, um, presenting yourself in front of large groups would be very difficult for someone who has chronic anxiety. But even though Jacob was anxious, he went ahead and did as he was asked. 
consistently trying to do the things that make you anxious is one of the best ways to reduce chronic anxiety. Jacob then starts quoting Isaiah, and we're going to move more into Isaiah in the next couple of weeks. Please try not to tune out because there are some amazing themes in the Isaiah chapters. Sometimes the specific verses can get a little confusing, but it's not unlike when we recently studied the book of Revelation. For me, when I pay attention to the overall themes, I get a lot more out of the reading. So as I read these Isaiah chapters that Jacob quotes, one theme jumped off the page over and over, and it was the theme of hope. Uh, Jacob seems to have uh, picked this up as well. We read in 2 Nephi chapter 6, verses 11 and 12, Wherefore, after they are driven to and fro, for thus saith the angel, many shall be afflicted in the flesh, and shall not be suffered to perish because of the prayers of the faithful. They shall be scattered and smitten and hated. Nevertheless, the Lord will be merciful unto them, that when they shall come to the knowledge of their Redeemer, they shall be gathered together again to the lands of their inheritance. And blessed are the Gentiles, they of whom the prophet has written. For behold, if it so be that they shall repent and fight not against Zion, and do not unite themselves to that great and abominable church, they shall be saved. For the Lord God will fulfill his covenants which he has made unto his children, and for this cause the prophet hath written these things. The overall theme in these scriptures teaches me the following. Number one, bad things are going to happen, either from our own decisions or the decision of others. Number two, we are likely to suffer distress because of those bad things. Number three, the Lord is merciful. And number four, if we turn to him, he will fulfill his promises and redeem us from our distress. These promises are extended to the house of Israel. And remember, all members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are of the house of Israel. This is a message of hope for me. It says that no matter how dark things become, if we turn to the Savior, he will eventually redeem us. At the end of 2 Nephi chapter 6, Jacob quotes Isaiah directly in verses 16 through 18, which read, For shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the lawful captive delivered? But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For the mighty God shall deliver his covenant people. For thus saith the Lord, I will contend with them that contendeth with thee. And I will feed them that oppress thee with their own flesh, and they shall be drunken with their own blood as with sweet wine. And all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Now, if you take a wider look at this scripture, it essentially says, if you are facing a difficult situation, can the impossible happen? Can you be delivered? Yes, even though the situation seems hopeless, the Lord is more powerful than anything, and he can redeem you from your circumstance. And that is the essence of hope. Many mental health issues thrive on the absence of hope. Sometimes we figure that we cannot recover from our situation, so we stop trying, and things just get worse and worse. But what Jacob and Isaiah are trying to teach is that there is always hope. The Savior is more powerful than any of our challenges, and just because he does not redeem us right now does not mean that he does not have the power to do so. Sometimes we are asked to struggle and suffer for longer than we'd like, but it is critical that we maintain hope along the way, because our troubles will truly end in the coming day. We don't have time to review all the scriptures in this reading that reflect that principle of hope, but here are a few for further study. 
uh, just a few that I identified. Second Nephi chapter seven, verses seven through nine. Second Nephi chapter eight, verse three, and second Nephi eight, verses 11 and 12. And we didn't even have time to talk about second Nephi chapter nine, which is one of the most amazing chapters in scripture. But I invite you to study it carefully and look for the themes of hope and deliverance. And remember that those promises apply to you. No matter what your current struggles, you can always overcome them. It's going to take consistent, diligent work, but it is possible. I truly believe that. I always end my podcast episodes with an invitation to act and just invite you to give prayerful consideration to which of these invitations would be good for you to do. This week's invitation is as follows. Study this week's reading assignment in 2 Nephi chapter 6 through 10. Find one scripture that helps you feel greater hope about any of your current struggles. And then write down how that scripture applies to you personally and what promises you feel the Lord is making to you about any future positive outcomes. I have free worksheets that you can download to help you remember and implement the weekly invitations. To find out how to get these, just sign up for my email newsletter. You can find that link in the show notes. Also, please subscribe to the podcast so you can access episodes, new episodes each week. And please share the podcast with others. There's written transcripts of the podcast as well. You can find that link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Dr. David Morgan reminding you that change is possible, but change requires action and to always keep moving forward. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more, please visit Dr. Morgan's website at www.drdavidtmorgan.com. Thank you.